It's Thursday. That means crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Week 14, sweet mother edition. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Mike DeBate, Locked On Patriots. Monday night football uh, should be an interesting one for various reasons for both of these teams and their trajectory, not only for the 2022 season, but beyond. We will get to key matchups, uh, keys to victory, and everything in between this episode of Locked On Crossover Thursday is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than a Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time user can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. Now, there are very few organizations in the NFL who are defined by a coach defined by someone who's been around for a long time. And Bill Belichick, he shared that pie with a number 12 for about 20 years. But I always talk about Bill Belichick and the Patriots coming into town. It's never a player regardless. Uh, And it's it's interesting where the Cardinals seem to be so fragile this season. And the Patriots are in flux. They're amoeba-like, but they're still Bill Belichick's Patriots. Do you feel that stability even when they're not winning more games than they lose, like you've grown accustomed to watching for so many years? Yeah, I think it's only natural, uh, Alex, when you look at what the Bill what the Bill Belichick-led Patriots have done for the past two-plus decades, which is essentially remain in contention more often than not. Uh, right now, they're still in the playoff race in the AFC. I know a lot of people have written them off at 6-6, six and six, saying that there are plenty of teams in the AFC right now that have a better chance at making the playoffs. Perhaps they're right, perhaps they're wrong, but a Bill Belichick team always has a puncher's chance, and that type of stability at the top is very important to an organization. Now, the coaching staff this year has been a little bit in flux, and we are going to get into that, I'm sure, in just a moment. But ultimately, whenever that man is stalking the sidelines, you have to know that the New England Patriots are at least going to be in the conversation to be in every game that they play. And that's something that is rare in the National Football League. Yeah, absolutely. And and with with a situation, an entity like the Arizona Cardinals, who've had trouble with Steve Kime drafting players, Bill mm-hmm. Belichick is terrible in the draft. And he's one of the best coaches we've ever seen. So he's able to take his futility at times. I mean, I think probably terrible is, is loosely defined there. And actually mold it into a reputable, again, entity in the NFL. And the Cardinals are more talented roster. I think than the and then the New England Patriots this season, at least. At least on the offensive side of the ball. And problem the Cardinals have had up until this point, being four and eight. A lot, you know, DeAndre Hopkins out for the first six weeks. He and Hollywood Brown high five as he comes back and Hollywood Brown gets injured. They're not on the field until uh double digit week in in, in, in the twenty twenty two season. But the struggling part for the Arizona Cardinals, it seems, is they don't know what's wrong. And that's the thing that's like, I've said this a lot this season, that the only thing worse than having a problem is not knowing what the problem is, not knowing the root of the problem. And offensively, that's where we're at. It's a lot of, you know, Spider-Man meme pointing at each other. And it's a lot of like, is it Kyler Murray? Is it Cliff Kingsbury? Is, is it just injuries? And I refuse to blame futility on injuries. I just won't. Everybody's injured. Everybody's injured. And the Cardinals have had... Like, if you take the Arizona Cardinals offensive roster without DeAndre Hopkins or without Hollywood Brown, 10 teams in the NFL would trade their offensive skill position players for who the Cardinals have. So it's not an excuse. And and 
how the Cardinals have gotten here is a lot of ill-timed, poor play and not being able to put together 60 minutes. And that's really that's how they're four and eight. They could easily be six and six. So going into this game, we're going to get to the key matchups here in a second, but keys to victory for you, Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots. What are the keys to victory going into Monday night at State Farm Stadium against the Cardinals? Well, if New England is going to hope to have any chance of contending in this game, they have to be better in the red zone. And I know right now the Arizona Cardinals have struggled in terms of red zone defense. So if the Patriots are going to try to have success on the road this week, they have to try to utilize that and they have to try to exploit it. But that's not going to be easy because New England has not been very good at putting points on the board, whether it be in the red zone inside the 20 or whether it be the rest of the field getting up there. The Patriots offense currently averaging just 18 points per game when you eliminate points that are added from their defense and their special teams Alex the Patriots rank 23rd in the NFL they're also 22nd in turnovers uncharacteristic for the Patriots to be that high in turnovers and 25th on third down conversions this is an area where they've been especially futile they're converting only 36.2 percent that's under the direction of this Matt Patricia, Joe Judge-led regime, which is getting a lot of negative press in this area, across the country, and with due cause. The New England Patriots look like they've regressed from an offense that should have more firepower this year, but looked more cohesive and looked much better and much more efficient last year in Mac Jones' rookie season. You mentioned the question of what is to blame and who to blame and knowing what the problem is as opposed to how to solve it. The New England Patriots find themselves in a very similar situation right now, not knowing whether it's Mac Jones, whether it's Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, whether it's at the top, Bill Belichick, or whether it's simply just the Patriots not having the resources available to be able to make Mac better. Charlie Weiss, former long-term offensive coordinator up here, recently was on the Ringers podcast, and he basically said, look, everybody's talking about play calling. Everybody's talking about Mac's decision-making. No. You get him a top-flight receiver, and that kid's going to be better. So there's a lot of question right now as to whether New England can right the offensive ship. There's a lot to do there, a lot to unpack. Bill Belichick is adamant that no sweeping major changes are going to be made. The Patriots have to start, and if they are going to contend in this game, it has to be inside the 20. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, and just to put a button on that, them signing Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith to those massive contracts a couple off-seasons ago, where they found money in every couch in New England, you know, all <laughs> however, what is it, nine states in make up New England? I used to know everything. How many states are in New England? I have no idea. Like the New England sector, it doesn't matter. Um, it, John o. Smith, if you ask Tyler Rowland, my co-host of Locked on NFL Thursday and Locked on Titans, he's like, what the hell are the Patriots doing giving John o. Smith that much money? It's just, it's been an interesting thing where, They've had money allocated to and to players that haven't really panned out, even though Hunter Henry was a touchdown machine last year. Like, th- there's flashes, but – and Devontae Parker was supposed to be that guy, wasn't he? So, like, ha- they've mm-hmm. tried and failed, or they haven't addressed it as much as you would hope they would have. Like, w- w- which one is it? Uh, well, I think it's probably a little bit of both. And I know that sounds like I'm riding the fence there, yeah, but yeah. there are arguments to be made that a little too much money may have been allocated in Janu's direction. There were some that believed that a little too much money was allocated in Hunter's direction. Although mm. when the Patriots use Hunter Henry the proper way in the red zone as a target out of play action, big things can happen. And Hunter's been a very good offensive weapon for Mac when he uses him in the proper fashion. But at the same time, Devonte Parker has been a pass catcher. He's 
compiled a lot of yards, but hasn't been the contested catch machine down the field that the Patriots needed. Tyquan Thornton, the rookie wide receiver, is very, very fast. He's one of the fastest players I've ever covered, but watching him emerge into the type of threat he can become is a little different than watching the threat that he is currently right now as a rookie. So New England has pressed buttons trying to make things work. Some of them have worked okay. Some of them have been underutilized, and some of them just quite out, frankly, haven't worked at all. And you can look at Nikhil Harry over in Chicago and look at that a couple of years ago when they tried to bring him in out of the draft. But bottom line, uh, New England right now has a lot of questions on offense and some serious problems to address, whether it be for the remainder of this season or in the offseason. But they're in the middle of a, of a stretch right now. This team needs to figure things out, and they need to do it quickly if they want to maintain any type of continuity or any type of momentum heading into the stretch of the season. Um, I wish I could just take what you just said, remove Patriots and put Cardinals and just dub over it. And then it would be the same exact thing that I've been talking about this entire season. Uh, Mike DeBate locked on Patriots. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. We are here crossover Thursday, week 14 edition. We will get to our key matchups next. There's both, both of these teams are in flux. We don't know which team is going to show up on any given Sunday or Monday night, as it were. What will this clash look like? What are the matchups you're looking to see? You're excited to see. We'll hit it all next as Crossover Thursday rolls on here. Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Crossover Thursday is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find a sneak peek of Block Forever available on Locked on NFL right now. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro Ryan Khalil and Audible. Khalil takes the conversation about football to the next level. He sits down with star players, coaches, and former pros across the league to get real about what happens on the field and behind the scenes, inside locker rooms, during team meetings, and back at the hotel. You hear Christian McCaffrey talk about his love-hate relationship with fantasy football, and Juju Smith-Schuster give his most honest opinions on other players and positions in the league. Ryan and guests discuss topics like the player's psyche, sports betting, playing through pain, being a leader, and how to deal with combative teammates. Here, nothing is out of bounds. Head to Locked on NFL for a sneak peek, a block forever, or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcast available everywhere now. Audible. Get in the game. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. Mike DeBate locked on Patriots. One of my buddies. When did you start with Locked on? I just do this on while we record because I don't like asking before. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's it's okay. Just over three years now with uh, with the Locked On Podcast Network. Just celebrated my uh, third year anniversary at the tail end of August. So definitely glad to uh, to still be here and uh, to be uh, one of the longer tenured hosts of the show of uh, Locked On Patriots uh, throughout its run. So uh, definitely proud of that, my friend. Without any questions, absolutely. <laughs> so key matchups going in to Monday. Um, I'm going to start here and. People laugh at me when I give this matchup um, because it sounds silly, but it's Kyler Murray versus Cliff Kingsbury. And it's been Kyler Murray versus Cliff Kingsbury for 13 of these uh, or 12 of these episodes because the Cardinals are four and eight. It's not necessarily for this season, although crazier things have happened, especially with an extra game. But this is for the future. This is for what the hell is going on here. This is for, is there irreconcilable differences between the head coach and the quarterback? Not saying they're at odds or anything like that, but 
is there a creative disconnect in year four of Kyler Murray's tenure as the Arizona Cardinals head coach? And just infusing one of the best defensive minds we've seen in the history of the NFL, coaching the opposing team who's had the Cardinals number, even though I will say, because we haven't talked in two years, that the Isaiah Simmons hit on Cam Newton was not a penalty. He just hit a 6'5 quarterback who happened to fly because of the angle that he tackled him in, which led to the 15-yard penalty, which led to the Nick Folk game-winning kick field goal. Was it 1916, 1816, something mm-hmm. like that, where the Cardinals lost in Foxborough the last time they played? That was the biggest hit I've ever seen Isaiah Simmons make, and I still talk about that hit. Um, anyways, Kyler Murray versus Cliff Kingsbury versus Bill Belichick in like a hungry, hungry hippos matchup on Monday night. That's the biggest key matchup for me, and has nothing to do besides one player and two coaches. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually am dipping into the coaching well as well in matchups I'm looking at because one thing that the New England Patriots are known for, and you mentioned Bill Belichick earlier, we talked a little bit about him already, is taking away your most potent weapon. So I'm looking forward to seeing Bill Belichick game plan and scheme to try to take DeAndre Hopkins out of this game. That is not going to be easy. Bill Belichick was effusive in his praise this week when we spoke to him in the media yesterday, even again this morning. Uh, obviously, we're recording prior to Thursday. Most of you were seeing this on Thursday, but I'm talking Wednesday and Tuesday. Bill Belichick calling DeAndre one of the toughest and one of the best wide receivers he's ever coached against. And when you look at the body of work and the amount of years Bill Belichick has been a coach in the National Football League, whether it be as a coordinator or a head coach, He's pretty much coached against the greatest of all time without any question. So that's very heavy praise. And I can tell you that Bill Belichick will beef up a team, but when he singles out a player and really makes it a point to um, give you that type of praise, he means it and he means it sincerely. And look, there's definitely a, a reason for that. When Murray and Hopkins are on the field together, it's a different team. It's a different feel. And you mentioned Hollywood Brown now coming back into the lineup. New England has had a lot of difficulty covering alpha receivers this year. Just take a look at the last two games and the productivity that Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings and Stephon Diggs of the the Buffalo Bills were able to do and able to put on the board against the New England Patriots. Their secondary is banged up right now. Jalen Mills groin injury did not play against buffalo hasn't practiced yet we have to see what the practice report looks like on on thursday but if he's going to be out or if he's going to be hampered that's a lot of pressure to put on slot corner jonathan jones who is now playing on the perimeter doing a very good job of that but it's a lot to put on his shoulders a rookie like jack jones is coming into his own but not quite there yet and then you've got miles bryant in the slot that has overly struggled Marcus Jones has been a jack of all trades for the New England Patriots, but to expect him to cover some of these receivers on the perimeter, I think is going to be a little bit too tall of a task. So Bill Belichick is going to have his hands full trying to take DeAndre out of this because you know that if there is a situation where they put a maybe your second best corner on him, try to take him out of the game and utilize the rest of the perimeter and the safeties to take away what you do very well going to be a real long day in uh in glendale for the new england patriots yeah and you know and, and well said um mike debate locked on patriots you know it's the problem is on paper the cardinals offense should be able to eviscerate pretty much any defense that the nfl puts at least any defense that the cardinals have played against this year and i'm including philadelphia i'm including you know some of the bigger the bigger teams that the cardinals have played mm-hmm. they just haven't and that's the problem. Like, whenever, so what, what's your favorite Bill Belichick clip? Alex asked himself. It's when he 
was caught on the field talking to Chad Johnson saying, hey, take the game off. Just t- <laughs> take the day off because you're not going to have any sort of impact on this game. I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins has the, the ability to just not produce because you're right. Even before he got traded to the Cardinals, he was my favorite receiver. He was on the Andre Johnson journey in Houston, very undervalued, even though exemplary to his craft. I still think DeAndre Hopkins is a top five receiver in this league. He never relied on no his question. speed. And that's why the longevity, he could easily play till he's 35 if his body holds up. Right. He's not needed. The speed isn't absolutely needed for him to produce. He has cinder blocks compared to a lot of the receivers in the league that mm-hmm. he runs on. But it doesn't absolutely. matter. He catches everything. His catch radius is wild. His contested catch radius is, I mean, it, it's obscene. So I agree with you. Um, having said that, I'm just, and we'll get into this a little bit later as we, as we wrap up in the next segment, is the most important and trusted, I said entity like four times this podcast. I didn't want to. Uh, uh, <laughs> avatar, no, um, specimen, I'll say that, in this matchup is Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And it will always be Bill Belichick. And because of that, I tend to lean towards a proven commodity every week for the last 20 years, stopping opposing skill position players, even though they've struggled a little bit this year with injuries and JC Jackson leaving and them not having necessarily the defensive personnel that they have had. But that's what worries me is can Cliff Kingsbury devise a game plan against one of the best defensive minds that this game has ever seen, regardless of who's wearing a uniform on the defensive side of the ball for the Patriots. We'll wrap this up because that's a fascinating conversation. I don't want to get yelled at by Ross Jackson. We're going to take a break when we're supposed to. Um, check out Ross at Ross Jackson Nola and, um, you know, Locked on Saints. He's he's our fearless leader uh, here in this portion of the Locked on Podcast Network. Coming up next, we're going to wrap things up. We're going to give our synopsis and we'll give some light predictions, even though we're over, what is it, 96 plus 24, 120 hours away. Is that right? 120 hours away from football. Don't hurt yourself, Mike. Just say that I'm wrong. It's fine. We'll move on. Um, Coming (laughs) up next, we'll wrap everything up here on a fun crossover Thursday locked on podcast now with your team every day. Um, BetOnline.net. Okay. BetOnline is something that has been very near and dear to our hearts here with Locked On for a long time. Mm. BetOnline.net continues to be your number one source for all sports wagering information, okay? They've got podcasts now. They've got all the updated info. They've got everything from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. What they have that other books don't is, I think they call them negative odds or negative, um, negative something like that, where it's first coach to be fired. BetOnline says, you know what? Screw it. We're going to put the odds out. And those odds have been absolutely insane. Cliff Kingsbury, for mm-hmm. Cardinals fans, has been on and off and on and off and on and off. He was, at the beginning of last offseason, he was one of the first coaches uh, with the shortest odds to be fired. And then, a few weeks later, he was one of the coaches with the shortest odds to win Coach of the Year. Bet Online has you with all of the roller coaster rides that are infused into every NFL season. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online where the game starts and there is another sponsor that's very near and dear to our hearts here. There is no roller coaster involved and that's built bar. Mm -hmm. Built bar is either the healthiest candy bar on the planet planet or the best tasting protein bar 
on the planet. And they've kind of flipped the script even on the incredible stuff that they put out all the time. You Okay. These are three new imagined flavor, reimagined flavors. Cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and coconut brownie topper. White chocolate peppermint granola. You kidding me? It's Bilt's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. Pretty much any Bilt bar flavor. I'm going completely off script because I love these guys so much. Bilt bar is pretty much anything your parents wouldn't let you eat when you were younger in a flavored protein bar that's good for you. So, I mean, if, if you want to say the best environment imaginable, built, built.com and built bar has it set up for you. Okay. Low calorie, hundred percent real chocolate, 17 grams of protein and low sugar. Okay. 130 calories, low sugar, 17 grams of protein. That's all you need to know. Get 15% off your order right now by using the code locked on 15 at built.com. 15% off your order right now, but by, by using the code locked on 15 at built. Dot com. Six and six Patriots, four and eight Cardinals. Years, the 2022 seasons have been tumultuous at times for both teams, prosperous at short times for both teams, zappified in New England, <laughs> Colt McCoy in Arizona. And here we are week 14 with trajectories for both teams murky for the future in different ways um a little bit clearer path for the patriots in 2022 because they still are an arms reach away from a playoff spot but we're here now with two organizations that have had a completely different 20-year journeys over the last 20 years and the patriots are starting to show some sort of vulnerability for the first time in a long time and the cardinals if they want to win will need to exploit the patriots roster by being less talented than the Cardinals roster. That's just a dictionary definition of talent. And I believe that the Cardinals have more talent on their roster than the Patriots do. And I don't think that's far-fetched to think, right? Mm. No, I would agree with you. I would agree with you in that regard. Uh, when you take a look at the team top to bottom, especially at the offensive skill positions, no question about it. You look at what uh, Arizona is able to put out and Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins would easily each be the number one receiver here without even batting an eyelash. I don't even think it's it's a question of whether or not that would be the case. Um, you know, there's always, always opportunities for you to maybe argue the defensive side of the ball with guys like Matt Judon. Maybe there's, you know, a little edge there, but, yeah. you know, there's Zayvon Collins, there's Isaiah Simmons that you mentioned, J.J. Watt, all different kinds of players that really make up both of these rosters. But from top to bottom, yeah, I would say in terms of on-paper talent, Arizona does have the edge. This was a matchup that worried me when they did make the schedule out because of the amount of ways that Arizona uh, had uh, to be able to beat you. Yeah, and, and I thought about it a little bit different way when I saw the schedule come out. I was like, that's going to be a mental test for the Cardinals. doesn't matter what the record is because mm -hmm. it, it doesn't. And this isn't a let's slurp Bill Belichick 30-minute, you know, just 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 a conversation but it's like when you put cliff kingsbury and mm. bill belichick on the same field on opposing sides of the field i mean first of all obviously there, there's no comparison and also his ability to scheme better than again one of the best defensive coaches you know we've ever seen doing it it placates the offensive skill position you know, gap between the two. And that's kind of, it's the great equalizer is what I should say. Bill Belichick is a great equalizer in any sort of situation. 
Now, having said that, this team could definitely use Josh McDaniels. Tell you what, <laughs> because the, the player that worries me the most on both sides of the field is Ramondre Stevenson. I wanted the mm-hmm. Cardinals to draft Ramondre Stevenson. I thought Ramondre Stevenson was going to be exactly what we're seeing him become in the second half of last season through this year. Because he played, did he play two different, did he start at Ohio State and then go to Oklahoma? I know Trey Sermon did. I think he played a couple different years and then he had his blowout year his last year there. People started Mm -hmm. to realize who he was. I'm like, even if they have Damian Harris, they drafted him. I'm like, this dude's going to be the RB1. He's got the skill set and they're unlocking his pass catching ability now. And he could be an absolute terror if they have any sort of wide receivers to keep the defense honest and not stack eight in the box and just spy on Ramondre Stevenson. Let me ask you, is Ramondre Stevenson as good as advertised? I believe so. Uh, really, what he's done this year, not just in coming up big in the absence of Damian Harris, who's had his injury and illness history throughout the year, and now with the thigh injury, we're not completely sure what his status is going to look like for this week. We're told he's week to week. Again, did not practice, uh, missed um, you know, the Buffalo Bills game. So you almost have to assume that Damian is going to be out as opposed to him being in there. Ramondre has essentially carried the load, the entire load for the Patriots running game. Uh, the only relief that he gets, and he hardly got any relief last Thursday night, played all but one offensive snap for the Patriots yeah. and a running back. Very unusual for a running back to get that many carries, that many opportunities, and that many snaps. But he can only be spelled by a pair of rookies, Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris, both guys that can really make contributions to this team. But Again, rookies, very green, very difficult to get any type of meaningful production out of them. And J.J. Taylor is the only um, veteran on this team right now. He's on the practice squad. So it's been the Ramondre Stevenson show. And not only has he been very good on the ground, but he's been excellent catching the ball out of the backfield. The problem is he's not getting the opportunities to be able to run as much as he had because defenses are zeroing in on him. And it's because of the reason that you pinpointed very, very accurately, Alex. It's because there's not a lot of pass catchers right now that are taking the attention away from the defense. They're zeroing in on Ramondre and they're preventing him from being able to beat you. One player and two draft picks. I moved up to draft Ramondre Stevenson at the back end of my dynasty draft. Before people, I'm like, you're going to give me the last pick in the first round and nobody drafts. I'm like, thank you. Pocket. <laughs> and now everybody's like, well, how'd you know? Watch college football. Watch college football. And it's not just Lincoln Riley's system. The dude was absolutely special. Okay. Let's do predictions. We're going to wrap up here. Um, I know we're both going to give our full, you know, synopsis breakdown of this game on Friday slash Monday as we go into, as we go into the game Monday night. Do the Patriots win this game? Mike debate of locked on Patriots. I do believe they will. I don't believe it's going to be easy. I think this is going to come down to the Patriots' ability to find opportunities in the red zone. I think this is finally going to be the week where that clicks. Arizona's defense, again, as I said in previous segments, had their difficulty with red zone defense this time around. So Mm -hmm. I look at the New England Patriots to utilize play action, maybe change a little bit of their strategy, listen to what Mac Jones is telling you, and that is, throw the ball a little bit more, give me an opportunity to show what I can do, even in short yardage situations. He's sick of the five-yard checkdowns in the middle of the field, but he'll take them in the red zone. And I think that's what they do this week. I think you're going to see Hunter Henry get involved a little bit, and you might even see Devontae Parker as a red zone threat this week. Uh, Jacoby Myers is the wild card right now. He took a pretty nasty hit last week in the Buffalo Bills, uh, left with a head injury. 
He didn't practice uh, yet on uh, Tuesday. We'll see if he returns to the field on Thursday. But even without Myers, I think the Patriots have enough to be able to carry themselves to victory. I like New England in this one, 24-21. But again, it is not going to be easy. I think Arizona gives them all they can handle on both sides. Yeah, and, I, and, and I'll mirror those sentiments. Uh, I, I don't think the Cardinals win this game. And it's not like – I feel bad when I when – because I, I, I've said that a lot this season. Um, but I trust the Cardinals to execute until one thing goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And when one thing goes wrong, the wheels fall off. And I think that's leadership. I think that's stability. And I don't think the Cardinals have it when things aren't in a vacuum. I've been saying it since 2019, even last year. Bad penalties, bad timeout calls, and just, you know, the lack of synchronicity on the offensive side of the ball. The defense is not built to win games for the Cardinals. The offense is built to win games. The defense is built to set the stage for the Cardinals' offense to eat. And as I've said for my listeners this whole season, pretty much, the Cardinals' offense has been fasting during the majority of this Mm -hmm. season, leaving the defense high and dry. They're giving up, I think, the most points in the NFL at this point or close to it. And the defense is not built to win games. It's built to be a C-plus student, not an honor roll student like the offense is trying to get them to be when they are so futile in putting up points at the time. I think I'll take yours. I think 24-17, 24-20 Patriots. Uh, It should be a barn burn. It It should be really interesting to see if the Cardinals can get a victory over Bill Belichick. Anytime you can do that, it's good for the psyche. It's good for the future. And uh, let's just hope the Cardinals can pull it off from my side. You can follow him at NFL on Twitter, me at Clancy's Corner. All your Patriots news Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Me, Monday through Friday. All the Cardinals news you can choke down Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcast. We're up against it. For Mike Debate, I'm Alex Clancy. This has been a crossover Thursday. We'll talk to you on our respective podcast tomorrow.